You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corn Roof Podcast Weekend Edition. I am your host with the most... Mr. Jared Clem, alongside my crusty sidekick and right-hand man, Mr. Mustachio Kevin, and our newest member of the Weekend Edition, now is a permanent fixture of our Friday show, Mr. Pat Specialist Donahue. Welcome in, buddy. Welcome to the family officially. You are now part of the Corner Booth family. Wow, I've always wanted to be in the Corner Booth, so here I am. There you go. And uh, so, yeah, Pat will be joining us for all of our Friday shows now as kind of a way to mix it up. You know, our Tuesdays are always so packed. It's like, you know, we have it. But everyone always knows our Friday shows always seem so slow. Pat's humor and his ability to kind of deal with me and Kevin's BS is kind of a middleman. Kind of a good mixture as Kevin slams back a Bud Light to start the show. (laughs) Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, we all needed to deal with you. You see, you say that, but you you hang out with me too much anyway. Three minutes into podcasts and chill, and there's been shots fired. Yeah, basically. All right. Well, boys and girls and everyone else, we have a great show today. We actually have a shit ton of topics for a Friday. Holy mother of God. All right, first off, we'll just start right into it. What the fuck, Titans? That was awful. That was terrible. Like, their offense didn't do jack last night. And I'm sitting there. At least Derrick Henry got me 100 yards. The, like, and, they're, and the Colts defense did great. But I'm sitting there looking at A.G. Green's stat line like, are you serious? They benched Tannehill for the final three minutes of the game. I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? You meant A.J. Brown, by the way, not Green. A.J. Brown, sorry. Um, But, like, guys, you, you always watched the game. What the hell was that last night? Uh, The Colts did what hopefully every other team in the NFL is going to do, and try to keep Derrick Henry to about 100 yards and no TDs. Henry put up 103 rushing yards, so... I, I was going to say, I would like to point out, I was right. The keys to the game for the Colts were keeping Derrick Henry to about 100 rushing yards, and Phillip Rivers don't turn the ball over. Phillip Rivers didn't throw any picks. Derrick Henry got 103 rushing yards. Colts won. Yeah. Fair enough. I- I will say, uh, so I, I texted a friend of mine who's a Colts fan, um, and I was excited because this is the first start-to-finish Colts game I got to watch all year. I was like, man, like, I'm really excited to see, like, you know, more than just, like, the highlights. Like, I want to see, like, the bad plays by you guys and everything. And, uh, yeah, really happy. And then all of a sudden, there was that QB sneak, uh, QB sneak by Jacoby Brissett on, like, the two-yard line or one-yard line. Uh, what was up with that? <laughs> Did they just not want Philip Rivers to get injured on a, on a sneak? <clears throat> they figured he has... 50 kids, so. <laughs> I also, like, Philip Rivers might have, like, a negative speed rating in Madden at this point, so, I mean, watching him scramble was hysterical last week against Baltimore. Did, um, did you see um the graphic they put up? Which one? Uh, compared Philip Rivers, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. I saw it on Twitter. But I can't find it. But it was uh, Patrick Mahomes, kids, zero. Aaron Rodgers, kids, zero. Phillip Rivers, kids. Oh, yeah, I saw that. It was beautiful. Oh, my Lord. And those goofy-ass graphics they've been doing all year. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, the, like the Fox ones or the Maya football ones? Uh, I think it's the Fox ones where they make them look like Barry Bonds post-steroids. Oh, yeah, I see that. Like, I saw one. They did one for... um. I think it was T.Y. Hilton, who's, like, so tiny when you look at him in the football field. And he, they look like a, a Hulk. I was like, oh, buddy. The Tom Brady one's hysterical because they make his forearms look like it's the size of my head. They uh, The one they did for Monday Night Football with Joe Flacco. Uh, the Dancing week. Raven? Yeah. Uh, uh, some friends of mine nicknamed that the, uh, the Angel of Death or, like, the Raven of Death or some shit just because it was, like, so terrifying to look at. I, I just like the idea of some intern having to be, like, forced to do that in, like, a couple, like, hours where it's like, hey, game time's coming up. We need a Joe Flacco animation. And that's yeah, what this fucking dude put up. All right, guys. Uh, unanimous vote here. We are all, When we get our intern, we're literally making them do that. 
for like something stupid like that for us. <laughs> it's no, it's, it's no, it's not pacing. That. It's character development. <laughs> we all will get the intro. We'll make it a contest. We all have to make a graphic like that. Not that one, but something. Yeah. My graphic skills are garbage, so I'm going to get smoked on that. Um, Oh, my God. Right. Mine would just be, like, stop-motion animation. It'd be awful. I think I don't think any of us really have any good, like, motion graphic animation tech uh, skills, so... I'm just going to yeah, guys... stop-motion pictures of Kevin. Yeah. I could probably figure it out. I learned how to do Photoshop and video editing by myself. Video editing I'm learning now, and it's not as crazy as I thought it used to be. What was that software you told me to get, Kevin? I'll ask after the show, but... um. I'm starting to teach myself no, how to do it. Say it on the show and see if they'll sponsor us. Yeah. Wondershare Filmora 9. Ooh. Excuse me? Gazo type. That's great. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah. the, uh, the photo editing, I mean, I was like, because I was about to buy two of the Adobe Adobe products, and Kev's like, no, 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 no. Just Photoshop, yes, but like, get like the the easier fo- video editing. It does just enough work. Um. Yeah. I still, you know what's crazy? After last night, I still take Tennessee in this division. I do only because when you look at Indy, they Philip Rivers didn't turn the ball over. Naheem Hines played out of his mind last night. <clears throat> I just, I'm thinking like, and also you know, Mike Vrabel is a, is a pretty good, pretty good at like game to game adjustments. I don't think they catch lightning in a ball twice. I think next game. Tennessee will have a game plan for um, Indy. I, I still have Indy winning. To, I still have Indy being a wild card team. I think they just they're going to struggle a little more. I, th- I still have Tennessee in this one. In the I, I think what it's going to come down to is: Do you trust Ryan Tannehill not turning the ball over, or do you trust Philip Rivers making big plays? Because I think as many interceptions as Philip Rivers throws. He does still make some decent plays constantly, and I don't know if I trust Ryan Tannehill to do that. However, in a close game where you cannot turn the ball over, I don't know if I trust Phillip Rivers in that when I do trust Ryan Tannehill. That's a good point. Also, what, like, the Colts' run running attack makes no sense whatsoever. Hey, we have this little speedy guy. We're just going to hand him the ball like 12, 15 times. I saw six Jonathan Taylor carries last night, and I watched probably the second quarter on. I don't think he really got touches in the first half either. I think that's another thing the Colts have over the Titans. Yes, Derrick Henry's a monster. Yes, he's hard to stop. You can at best contain him, which the Colts did. You don't know really know what the Colts are going to throw at you. They might throw Jonathan Taylor at you. They might throw Naheem Hines at you. Uh, who's their third running back, Jared? You mentioned them yesterday. Jordan Wilkins. Jordan Wilkins. You said he's a bruiser. Right? He just runs hard. I don't even know if he's a bruiser. He just runs hard. That's more what I meant. So you don't know what you're going to get. If you're preparing for a hard runner, they'll throw yeah. Naheem Hines at you. Yeah. If you're prepared for a quick, shifty guy, they'll throw uh, Wilkins at you. If you're prepared for both of them, they'll just throw Jonathan Taylor in there and have Jonathan Taylor do Jonathan Taylor things. It's, it's, it's just weird. I mean, like, if I look at the Colts... The Colts on paper, if I look at them past Phillip Rivers, I'm like, holy shit, this offense is actually pretty loaded. Like, there's no A-plus talent guys, but wide receiver, you have T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman, Zach Pascal, Marcus Johnson. Those aren't household names except for T.Y. Hilton. That's a good receiving core. Yeah. Moali Cox is a very good tight end. I'm not going to lie. He's really going to be good in a couple. Like, the more and more I watch him play, I'm like, all right, this guy can definitely ball out. Uh, Kev, was it you or was another football guy who said he might be the next, like, Antonio Gates type, like, basketball player catching touchdowns? Uh, wasn't me. Okay. So he was, he was a basketball guy who came in, right? Like, the, the Colts yeah. were the first to pick him up? Whoever told me this was like, yeah, he's, he's like the next, like, Jer- Jimmy Graham, Antonio Gates, Julius Thomas, ex-basketball player type. And that and dude's like, huge. Like. Oh, yeah, no, he's a monster. And, like, the crazy thing is, the receiving core for the Colts. Michael Pittman Jr. is like 6'3", Pascal 6'2", Johnson 6'1"-ish, and then Moali Cox is like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, like, dude, they have a big they have big targets. And it's like with Rivers' lack of accuracy, that's not a bad thing. Hmm. Pat, what are Johnson and Hilton can absolutely fly. So, 
Uh, the Colts, the Colts, the, the AFC, AFC South, maybe the most competitive division this year, just for the two top teams at the top. The the NFC West, the NFC West, for everyone who thinks like the Cardinals are going to make a run of the Seahawks, I don't see it. So <clears throat> we'll see. I, it, the the NFL is going to be weird going on the stretch. But side NFL news: um, the newest halftime show was announced yesterday. The weekend will be performing the halftime show for uh, the Super Bowl this year. I actually kind of excited for that. Uh, sounds like a pretty good show to me. Yeah, I think. Uh, have they already decided what they're doing for like fans at the Super Bowl this year? Like, are they doing? Like, I think they're playing it or? by ear because with all the stuff they're talking about, I don't know. Like, it, it's like politics aside, we don't know what the hell's gonna happen in 2021. It could be like we could be on our way out of coronavirus by February. We don't freaking know. Or we could be right back in another wave. So it like. I, I think the NFL right now is like kind of playing it by ear unless they've announced something already. I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, regardless, it, the weekend will be like a like a really good um, halftime like, show. Like like a recorded concert from like what they used to do for Monday Night Football, where like they had a pre, like recorded from another ro- location or something like that. But I hope this is starting a trend by the NFL to actually do decent halftime shows. So they're in Tampa. The weekend fits. I don't know Tampa. The weekend's not really associated with Tampa, but in my mind, that just kind of fits. Last year, in Miami, Shakira, Jennifer Lopez fit perfectly. Oh, yeah. Great halftime show. that's not even being low-key horny on the TL like the Pope. (laughs) It just fit Miami. And then, but then go back to Atlanta two years ago, you had Maroon 5. Where's Migos, Ludacris, T.I., Outkast? There's so many Atlanta-based rappers you can I'm still mad about that as I throw my pen in anger. All right, all right. And then you had for – where was Philly versus New England? Where was that one at? Um, um, Minnesota. That's a repressed memory. That was Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, there's no from Minnesota. That was Justin Timberlake. That was a really good show. But then the next year was like – It was like Maroon 5 with Travis Scott, right? Travis Scott and Big Boy. Ah. And that tra- and like I had like people I was with a bunch of people who like I was with a bunch of older I was in the older crowd, my buddy Ray, I was at his house, and they were like, Oh, what is Travis Scott? I'm like, Travis Scott's a really good rapper, and they're like like a, de- a pretty entertaining rapper. I was like, you know what like, makes sense? What? That they didn't do sweet victory Sorry. at that Super Bowl? Sorry, I cut you off. Uh makes no sense. So in Minnesota in 2018, it was Justin Timberlake with special guests. Maybe not. Uh, Room 5 was with Travis Scott and Big Boy. Mm-hmm. And then Justin Timberlake with a Tennessee marching band, Minnesota, or Tennessee Kids, Minnesota marching band, whatever. But you were in Houston in 2017. Travis Scott was still a pretty big name then. Why did you not have Travis Scott as or- the headliner? Or Bun B, or I don't know anybody from the like the, like there's a lot of Houston based music like even like if you want to go country like there's still a lot of shit there. Do you remember who the headliner was for the Super Bowl Fifty One halftime show? No Lady idea. Gaga. It was Lady Gaga. So I think the NFL here's Roger Goodell. If you're listening, here's what you need to do. Instead of just picking big name artists, and I'm not saying you pick randos from the streets. You're like, here's my mixtape. No, but let's say you're in Houston, go with Travis Scott. You're in Atlanta, go with Migos or Luda or uh, Ti, something like that. Pick a local artist to kind of show off that city a little bit. It would be received much better, regardless of if you like or don't like the artist. If you go, oh. They're like, it's never going to happen, but like, oh, they're in boss. They're in Foxborough. Sammy Adams is playing. I don't like his music, but that makes sense. Or Dropkick Murphys. Yeah, absolutely. Like something like that. Like, yeah. Or like Aerosmith, like have them come out of retirement for one show. Like shit. Like (laughs) that. It makes the most sense. I don't get why the NFL makes decisions. Where's next year's Super Bowl, by the way? Like 2021? I think it's in SoFi next year, right? Do you mean this season Super Bowl or like No, I mean as in 2021 season Super Bowl. Okay, that is in SoFi. That's in SoFi. Oh wow. So LA. Yep. Like the game, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, figure something out. Seriously. 
Yeah, LA rap music is like a staple. Do Tupac's hologram. I don't give a shit. Like, come on. That's true. Also, since I mentioned it, by the way, can we go off the rails a little bit? It is a weekend show. Also, I think we should call this, instead of the weekend edition, we should take a note from Pat and call it Podcast and Chill. Oh, I love it. I I think that's a new title of the weekend edition. I'm I'm going to title this Corner Booth uh, Podcast and Chill. I'm not sure if I really want to share with my friends and family that I podcast and chilled with to uh two dudes so, on a friday night but like that you're on the podcast and then they, it's like a surprise and then we emphasize those over skype so we're not actually together but can we talk about the pope being horny on instagram no is so that I is that jessica, real i think jessica Bartlett either jacked your video or you jacked it from her because she had the same exact video as you and then she added something at the end so I saw it on Barstool, and then I checked for myself. Oh, and then, okay. So I think and then I recorded it myself. Okay. So it is real, Pat. I recorded it myself, and then I tweeted it with a different, ca- a completely different capture of Barstool. Uh, but so, for those who don't know, Nata, it's N-A-T-A-A-G-A-T-A-A. I guess she was once a Barstool smoke show. She posted a while back. Let me try to find I don't follow her, so I didn't see this on my own. Um did she delete the post? Nope, um, there post something new since then. She posted a picture of her in a locker in like the stereotypical like sexy Catholic schoolgirl outfit. And if you go to the like by section, you get Francis C U S. It's Francis Cuz. And that's the Pope's official Instagram. And how do I know it's Pope? It's not a fake account because they have 969 posts, 7.2 million followers, but zero followers. Uh, It's official account, copyright, Vatican Media. A lot of my Catholic friends follow it. And all their posts going back. Let's just go a while back. Here's a good one. All the posts going back to like February is from this account are of the Pope. This picture's from October 5th. That would be the long con, longest con ever. If they managed to get 7.2 million followers and were posting wait that's not the first post by them. That's just the I didn't feel like scrolling. But yeah, Pope's horny on Maine. So my question is, is do you think it was the Pope himself, or do you think it was like a horny cardinal intern for the Pope that had to like manage his Instagram account? Which, I, oh my I'm god, I'm sorry, can't I, believe I'm even posing this question right now. But I, I, I have a real, Pat, I think that's honestly a more realistic theory if we're really being straight up here. Because I just feel like that's such a, like, the fact that it's, like, it's caught a lot of national attention. So, like, I follow the, the girl who, that, that girl, her agent, her, like, her representation, like, her agency. The person who founded it, I follow that girl on Instagram. She's Tate Martell's girlfriend's best friend. And that's how I found it. Yeah. Ex-girlfriend. Ex-girlfriend. Oh! Okay, so we're, we're going two layers deep now. For those who don't know, Tate Martell, former Ohio State quarterback, former Miami quarterback, former Miami now, wide receiver who has left the team, was dating Kiki Paso on Instagram. That's her Instagram handle. I'm not saying they were just dating on Instagram. But so I, I was actually looking at this a couple weeks ago, and then she broke the news. But I was... Because I followed her, and I she didn't post a lot of pictures of him. And then I scrolled back because it had been a while, and I didn't see any pictures with him. And then she did uh, ask like one of those ask me something on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions was, are you single? And she replied, yes. Yeah, I know. Um, I follow her best friend on Instagram, uh, Jess Bartlett. Does she follow you? I wish. That girl is – I got to think for girls with black hair. So, like, that girl is – oh, God. Yeah, I have a thing for girls with pulses. <laughs> this is what happens on, the, on podcast and chill, boys and girls. I realize I have a thing for girls with mental health issues. <laughs> the last three girls I've dated have all been me- – Actually, every girl I've ever dated has been messed oh, up. Oh, no. I Apparently, my, my taste in girls was girls that she- <laughs> give what I said that on air. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm just oh, going to roll up both my exes just now. <laughs> it's what happens when we have Pat on the show. It goes off the rails. Yeah, I didn't mean to derail it that hard, guys. It's my bad. No, I, was, I, was, I was BSing with a friend of mine the other day. He goes, What's, what, like, what, why are you always so pessimistic about girls you talk to? I'm like, bro, 
if you looked at my history, I just have like, hey, what's the red flag you ignored? Oh, they're cheating. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, for whatever girl I date next, as long as I don't have to call Nashville Police Department because they tried to off themselves, it's good. It's an improvement. Oh, Jesus. Okay, Kevin wins. All right. Well, uh, weekend edition, guys. Am I right? Patty, it makes you feel better. This probably would have gone just off the rails with or without you. You're just Fair a good enough. scapegoat. Yeah, yeah, no. Pat, Pat, Pat's a good Pat's a good um uh, spark plug. I like before we jump into like our breakdown of the six pack. We have a we'll get we'll go back a little bit. Um, awesome news. The Florida Marlins have hired their GM. Um, God, Kev, I cannot I cannot remember this world's girl's name. I have to look it up again. I looked it up how to pronounce it. It's Kim. Mm, I King. think that's how they pronounce it. I'm not positive. But it's Kim Ng is her last name. It's Kim um, Ning, I think. I don't know. I saw a Ing. couple of interviews like, with her and they pronounced Kim it. Kim Ng. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I've, ha- I've had a boss who had the same last name, so it was like Kim Ng, Kim Ning, Ng, whatever. I apologize if we screwed it up or we counted off offensive. But either way, like this is a great day for baseball. It's a great day for women in sports. So you know, like, like I was talking to a guy, a buddy of mine, today at the gym, super conservative guy, not to bring politics into this. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care about any of this stuff. This is really cool. The first woman GM, because her credentials are phenomenal. This is like, it wasn't like a publicity season. This girl has been around, this woman has been around the baseball for a while. And she's got a track record to prove it. More than 30 years. 30 years. Good for her. I am so, she's got a World Series ring with the Yankees. Like, good for her. Like, like, she was assistant GM somewhere too, I think. Yeah, uh, she was assistant GM for the Yankees from 98 to 2001 and assistant GM for and Dodgers VP from 2002 to 2011. Okay, so I yeah, this is great. Uh, Jared alluded to it first, not just first woman GM in baseball, first woman GM in all four of the major sports in America. Uh, oh, four major men's sports in America. I don't know about international, how, if there's been another women Women GM, probably not. GM, rather. America. But <laughs> great news uh, to all the people on Twitter who are saying, "Oh, I hope she's qualified. I hope she didn't get this job because she's a woman. She's a woman GM. There is a zero percent chance they just hired her because she was a woman." Yeah, I mean Derek Jeter, as much as like he ran the Marlins into the ground on purpose, um, they still managed to make the playoffs. So I'm starting to think Jeter might actually know something we don't. And two, um. This looks great. Her credentials fit the bill. She was pot, she was responsible for two very good franchises as an assistant GM. Um, I'm honestly for this. Like, good for her. I'm so uh, hats off. We'll standing over her. That honestly, I hope she does a great job. You know what? Baseball. I, I'm gonna say like this: the ba- baseball is entertaining when the Marlins are good because they're that weird team that you can't hate unless you're an Annalise fan. Because, like, the Marlins, like, they've always had, like, cool characters. Like, Don, like, uh, Levon Hernandez, Edgar Renteria, John Carlos Stanton, Dontrell Willis. They've always had, like, Josh Beckett. They've always had cool personalities. Jose Fernandez. Jose Fernandez, yeah. Oh, my, RIP to my boy. I miss him. I miss him so much. Um, fun fact, uh, I'll tell you a fun fact about this episode. But there was a trade that probably would have saved the, guy, the guy's life, which is really sad. Um, he would have been out of Miami. Um, but yeah, RIP to Jose, one of my favorite players of all time that passed away too, way too early. Um, yeah, so you know what? The Marlins, when they're good, baseball's fun, so I'm for it. <clears throat> and I think just in general for the whole for the whole sports world, like this is a major step in the right direction. Um, you know, hopefully other other teams, um, even you know outside of the MLB, will take a look at this and wonder how they can incorporate women into their uh, to their front office and in their organization. I'm for the Eagles getting a new GM, so hell, if there's a woman qualified, screw it, kick Howie out of office. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right, so it's time to bre- break down that six-pack, ladies and gents. So last night, I already cracked my beer. The new- next one I'm on is Go-Go Comp- Compañeros by uh, Stone Creek Brewing down here in Connecticut. Phenomenal beer, by the way. The first time I had this was in the middle of a hurricane, so that knocked my power off for two weeks, as everyone here remembers. Um, the first game I picked was uh, Arkansas, Florida. Kev, you said the line was over like 15, right? Yeah. So 
Kevin, uh, me and Kevin both took Arkansas. I mean, both took Florida. Kevin took Pat took uh, Arkansas as upset. Um, as much as I think I would love to see, like I said this before on the show, I said this before in Kev just Snapchats and various text messages. Kyle Trask's ability to make plays is more bipolar than Nick Foles. Where like one minute he literally can just blow a team up on spot, and the next minute he's awful or mediocre. So I'm really hoping Trask doesn't screw me this time like he does every time I pick either against him or with him. I saw a Florida fan on Facebook post. It's uh, one of the groups I'm in for college football. Uh, post a picture of a betting stub about Trask winning the Heisman. He's like, this seemed like a long shot then, but now he's top of the board. No, he's not. He's like, damn. Like I said, Kevin, Florida fans are dumb than the Florida State fans. Facts. Florida just, State fans are more disgusting. Florida. Florida State fans are disgusting, but they're smarter than Florida fans. I agree with Pat on that one. Yeah, I just just throw the whole state of Florida out. I mean, I might move there, so that's that's that just tells you. <laughs> that's your business. All right, so don't throw it out yet. Wait till Jared moves there, then throw it out. And then two yeah. birds, one stone. Oh, Kev, you're moving there with me. This was happening. <laughs> I would move to Ohio before I moved to Florida. What a hot take. Yeah, I've said nobody ever. I feel like I'd, I'd probably choose Florida over Ohio, to be honest yeah, with Pat, you. Yeah, Pat, you can come with me. Kevin can go be miserable in the Northeast. I, okay, well, Wait, like, this is the thing. I wouldn't. Florida? Probably, like, Coral Gables or, like, like Jupiter. Like, someplace nice. Oh, that's too expensive. Eh, Coral Gables ain't that expensive anymore. Um, I was, yeah, like, I have buddies who live in Miami. One of them, of course, our former coworker Joey Livin. He was telling me like real estate Miami is like 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 living down there is so cheap. You think it's expensive by this standard, you realize oh everything's cheaper down there. Just stay out of like the area around the campus of the University of Miami. You're fine. Like that surrounding six blocks. No, honestly, as long as you stay out of Liberty City or Overton, you're fine. I'm just afraid of uh, literal alligators coming and storming the whole state. So Pat, I'm a trained alligator wrestler. Have you not figured that one? <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. So honestly, I don't. Pat, do you want to defend your pick of Arkansas, or you just got a feeling right now Felipe Frank's going for revenge? Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to defend it. You know when you just kind of have a hunch, like you know, part of you just really feels like the like the Colts are going to beat the Titans, so you pick the Colts. It's kind of like that. Just my faith isn't uh, is with Arkansas for some reason. Uh, honestly, like uh, uh, before we move on to Wisconsin, Michigan, it's just I bet on Arkansas once. I bet on both these teams, and they both failed me. So the second I bet against one of them, one of them, I bet against one of them, I'm going to get screwed either way. So I'm just going to bet with a team that has a better record and has a better quarterback. I think I watch I single watch Felipe Franks. Single-handedly try to get Miami back in a game last year, and it was hysterical. Kevin, he literally threw the ball to our linebacker and gave us a shot at the end zone with, like, 10 seconds left, and Brevin Jordan dropped it. Um, Michigan-Wisconsin. Kevin Pat both took Michigan in the upset. Kevin, this was actually his official upset pick. I took Wisconsin. As much as Wisconsin hasn't played a lot this year— Michigan, to me, just seems like they're defeated. You got Harbaugh talking about going back to the NFL already. They just seem like this, like really just all over the place on offense. And Michigan, Wisconsin's coming in. They're hungry. They've barely been able to play this year. They just want to pull all this COVID stuff behind them. I got Wisconsin on this one. But what do you guys, why are you guys taking Michigan? What's your, what's your feel behind this, Kev? I mean, I think, I, I feel like, first off, Michigan hasn't played in a couple weeks. They're going to come out rusty. You mean Wisconsin? And, yeah, Wisconsin, sorry. Wisconsin not played in a couple weeks, going to come out rusty. Regardless of how good they looked on offense and defense, actually, in week one, not playing in two weeks is going to hurt a team. Also, Michigan's having a really, really bad year, and they're too good to keep this going. They, Regardless of if they choke in big games, they can't win it all, they can't beat it all. It's like, it doesn't matter. They're too good. They have a fire lit under their ass right now. I can see them using that fire to get after the Wisconsin quarterback and make some plays on offense. 
So basically, your your theory is okay. They can't suck this bad forever. Like yeah. they have too much talent. Okay. No, I get I get that thing, thinking. I think Wisconsin got more firepower because they're a better team than Indiana, and Indiana is now currently ranked in the top ten. Wrongly ranked in the top ten, but still ranked in the top ten. So I mean, with that logic, they with beat that logic in mind. They beat Michigan and Penn State. They're not wrongly ranked in the top ten. They should be. Okay, so, like, they're, like, yeah, like, it's it's going to be weird. Do they just – I've watched two Indiana games this year. They got nobody who stands out to me. It's like, oh, my God, there's, like, a stud. I think they're just a solid team. Yeah. So, you know, you, you watch Penn State back on, like, the days of the McSorley and uh, Saquon. They were, like – you know, you saw who the key players were. When you watch Ohio State, it's the Justin Fields show. You watch Clemson, it's ETN, it's Lawrence, it's Ross. So, or no, oh, Rogers, sorry. Uh, Ross is out for career, I think, now, right? Uh, no. Wait, out for what? Like, the, the, the like they're all pro receiver. The one supposed to go, like, number, like, he was supposed to be the number one receiver in the draft. He went out with, like, a neck injury or, or back injury. Out for oh, his okay, career. I thought you said he's out for his career, and I was like, no, it's a Penn State wide receiver. Well, I, I saw that one the other day, but like no, I thought I thought there was a Clemson one too, but I think Ross is out for the season. I don't know if he's playing next year. I don't even know. Yeah, also, anyway, he was number one I don't, receiver in the draft. Oh no no, Waddle was. Um, Jamar Chase was. Really? I thought Waddle was getting higher. Um, no, I, I, don't know, I still take Waddle over Chase. I like the top end speed. You know me, I like speed over route running. Um, next up, we took we had Notre Dame. Oh, BC. we didn't let Pat defend his pick. Oh, Pat. Uh, mine, yeah, mine came down to total games played, and uh, you know, Tom Brady being a Michigan Michigan grad, I just had to pick him. Nothing but efficiency for specials. Pat. Two very simple reasons why I picked Michigan. Hey, efficiency is your brand specialist, Pat. Oh, by the way, that's yeah, yeah. our new hashtag for when Pat comes on and specials Pat. Uh, no, you don't have thing. to say that. <laughs> so, all right. All right. No, he clearly doesn't want that. It's not going to be specials Pat. It's going to be special needs Pat. Is that better? Uh, no. Actually, I think that one might be <laughs> might be worse. <laughs> might offend to some people. Yeah. That's fine. I'll probably get fired for saying that. It's okay. Not by Mike. You kidding me? I literally... <laughs> I forgot to send an email to a podcast for like three days, and Mike's like, "Oh, that's all right, just send it." And I'm like, "What? I thought I was gonna get canned for this." Um, all right, BC Notre Dame. You guys both look Notre Dame, obviously for the reasons of they oh they just they beat Clemson in overtime. Anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, uh, BC oh. doesn't really look good. I feel like I've never like watched a good BC game. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll take, uh, I'll take Notre Dame over, over BC to any day. Well, anytime against BC. I think, uh, Jerkovich, Jerkovich, I think it's Jerkovich. Jerkovich. BC's quarterback. I think it's a draw with Ian book of quarterback play, but I think Notre Dame just has a better team around their quarterback. I will agree that the, the key to the game is one, it is, on the East Coast in uh, – what's the name of the town they play in? I can't remember. Chestnut Hill. Chestnut Hill. I'm sorry. It's some, it's some BS town because it's not technically Boston College. It's not technically a college. It's a Chestnut Hill University. Exactly. You made last night. Um, I got told that by three Bostonians when I used to date a girl who lived in Boston, and it was the most hilarious joke I ever heard because I've always hated BC. So um, it's on ABC at 3.30. For y'all want to watch my upset pick because I'm taking BC here. One – Clemson is on the road after no, not Clemson. Notre Dame is on the road after a big game against Clemson. Two, I just like Notre Dame caught so many breaks in that game, whether it be just a sloppy block or bad pass. I the quarterback play between this the rookie DJ whatever his name is from Clemson whose name I won't even try to pronounce and offend anybody versus um, Dracovic from BC who I've seen play twice now. He's phenomenal. I'm actually kind of happy Miami doesn't have to go up to BC to play him this year because I think that wasn't the schedule. Or no, they were coming down. I don't even know. The original schedule pre-COVID. But I think he was either coming down. They were either coming down here or we were going up there to play against BC. Either way, I didn't want him on like a Friday night, which usually 
ESPN will the AC will schedule us BC on a Friday, which is awful. Um, I just like right now, like there's so many things that it just screams like there's a possibility. And after it wasn't like where I took Arkansas two weeks ago, Kevin, or last week, where like I just fired off a shot. Like I actually have a hunter. Like there's like a, some serious danger right now. The only other one I would take is is Cincinnati playing on Friday night, being a top ten team. That's your gimme, I know. But that one smells fishy to me. More on that later. But like BC to me, there's just so much like hype around Notre Dame right now. I'm just waiting for them to do a Notre Dame thing and just lose a stupid game like this. See, you know what your mistake is with your upset picks? What? You said you have a hunch, but you have logic behind them. You're trying to explain why. No. When I picked Texas over Oklahoma State, it was a hunch. When I picked Notre Dame over Clemson, it was a hunch. I had no reason to pick that. Oh, yeah, no. My last upset pick I nailed was Philadelphia over San Fran, and my hunch was they can't lose three in a row. They can't go 0-3-1 or it's over. So that was the last upset pick I nailed. It was a perfect week. You just got to go um, with gut picks. All right. As uh, as we're recording this, by the way, Bearcats are up 7 nothing. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I love Cincinnati, but like it would be hilarious if Kevin ate this one. After suggesting that losing a gimme is a minus one. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and all by the way, all of us, by the way, for the recording, before we go to the NFL picks, all of us get a point if we all take Jacksonville over no, Green if Bay. If Jacksonville we, wins, we all get a point. It doesn't matter if you took them or not. Yeah, no, no, no. If Jacksonville beats Green Bay, all of us get a point regardless. Yeah. I, I feel like if Jacksonville if Jacksonville beats Green Bay, there's a whole bunch of other issues that need to be addressed with uh, Green Bay. But, yeah, no, we'll so get a point for I have the solution to Green Bay's issues. Get a top five receiver. Oh, shots fired. Living around free, Kev. All right. So, NFL. And hang on. Before we get into NFL games. Right. Packers fans are going to tell me, like, you're the one who brings this up all the time. We're living rent free. No. The amount of effort I put into these is astronomically low. I know. Also, the only person who lives rent free in Kevin's head is his mom, so. Facts. No, uh, oh, I got facts. one. Heather, wherever you are, return my calls. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't call my mom. Hey, call your mother. Jeff, I hit my first successful mom joke. Do I get a prize for that one? Uh, proud of you. Works for me. All right. Speaking of NFL, as Giants Eagles, the game we are doing for Collide. By the way, if you haven't seen yet, it's Watch Eagles Game. Watch Eagles EaglesWatchParty.com. That's the name Eagles of the website. This week they, I did, I talked to them. This week it will be just labeled Belly Up Sports or Belly Up. That's awesome. Belly Up Watch Party or just Belly Up. No, so the the chat room will be like Eagles versus Giants with Belly Up. Perfect. So I'm I'm all for that. The guys at uh, Collide they've been really good with us. They are really chill, and also the app's really fun. You can hear me and Kev talk shit about Kev talk shit about my Eagles. Me yell about the Giants. Everything else on in between. Pat, you'd better download the Collide app this week and join us. Yeah, Pat, you're fired if you don't download the app. <laughs> it implies I was hired. <laughs> you, I, I listen. I got listen. I've been fired and rehired within 48 hours. I can do the same to you, but in reverse. <laughs> uh, what I time mean, is this game? It's at one o'clock. I know you're at work. Oh, it's at one. Yeah, it's at one. Yeah. Hang on, let uh, me let me make sure the graphics right then. Yeah, it's at one o'clock. Yeah, it's at one. The graphics right. All right, cool. Yeah, it's at 1 o'clock. Pat, you don't even have to be watching the game. You could check in every couple seconds like, wow, the Giants suck. And you're probably right. <laughs> I'm going to be finishing up say, wow, the Eagles need to get a new quarterback. And you'd probably be right. Wow, Kevin's short. <laughs> it works. See, you can tell when I make a good suck. point that Jared disagrees with because he just brings out the short jokes. He has no response to that. Well, we don't need a new quarterback, honestly. Why? I, I, because this is the first game since 2017 where he's had his full starting lineup. I'm actually excited for Sunday. I'm not going to. That's why I took Philadelphia. Yeah, you know what the first issue is? We have full starting lineup. We've been so injured for the last three freaking years. I don't want to scream at my Full starting lineup and offensive line. You cannot complain. No, shut up. You cannot complain about his lineup being injured when he's constantly injured. 
He hasn't been hurt except for the cloudy concussion since 2018. Was, but was he injured last season? No, he missed. He played. He started and finished every single game. And they he missed the playoffs. He missed seven <laughs> snaps against Atlanta. And in 18, he took a cheap shot from Clowney and got a concussion. So That's notice. It. Notice uh, a lot of the times, though, when he gets hurt, they win. And when he plays, they don't. They lost to Seattle. So. Yeah, congrats. Because you got a 50-year-old quarterback in. Josh McCowan is a goat. <laughs> oh, by the way, he's actually – he's already been told when he retires next year, he's already joined the Texans for the paycheck. The Eagles were like he already told like Philadelphia inquire like somebody in the Philadelphia Inquirer he goes yeah I'm probably gonna join the, as a quarterbacks coach next year I'm like bet because somebody's gonna call, tell Carson to throw the damn ball away. How many teams has McCown been on like eight at this point? What? Oh, McCown's been on t- ten teams or nine nine. Uh, let's see. Oh, let's check. Before we go, by the way. Uh, we're all on Eagles Giants because the Giants basically can't play defense, right? Or they can't like they're just like a sloppy team. Twelve oh, NFL teams. Yeah. Counting well, this actually actually eleven. He was on the Dolphins as an off season guy. And also twelve total teams because he did play for the Hartford Colonials of oh, the United shit. Football League. I remember that. I watched one Hartford Colonials game when I was six as a dog in, like, middle school. This would have been right around that time because I was 2010. Well, no, you were in high school at that point, probably. Oh, so sophomore year. All right, yeah, so yeah. I was in high school at that point. Like, wow, you would right. have seen the legend McCown on the field. All right, so all I'm saying is, though, is that Gi- you all of us picked Giants-Eagles. is one of our only two clean sweeps today uh, for picks. We're just the Giants just are just a train wreck. Well, yeah, I was gonna say if the if the Eagles lose to the Giants, I I don't know how I'm you're gonna, gonna be after that, that game. <laughs> if we lose with our full starting lineup, I'm done. I, that's I, a I that's a blow it up game. If you lose, yeah, as much as Jared got mad, like if you lose, trade everyone. Mm-hmm. Bench Carson for a week. Tell him he's got to get over the fact he's a new dad. Like, tell Fulgham he's got to, like, earn that contract. Tell Rieger he's got to get open. Tell Jeffrey he's cut. Like, I just go down the list. No, don't tell anyone. Trade everyone. Except Rieger because he's young. Fulgham to the Pats? Question mark? No, nah, we won't trade Fulgham. Fulgham's just as young as Rieger. Fulgham's, like, 22. I think Fulgham Rieger is going to be – Fulgham Rieger is going to be, like, our receiver comp. Fulgham Rieger Hightower is going to be, like, our receiver trio for, like, next, like, 10 years. Uh, so oh. you're going to have a 35-year-old receiver? Oh, wait. Rieger's... Travis Fulgham's 25. Oh, shit. He's my age. I forgot about that. Yeah, he he was a post-grad at... Because uh, I saw the story, so... <clears throat> All right. So, yeah. I, I mean, maybe eight years. I forgot Fulgham was my age. I forgot about that. All right. Anyway. All right. Chargers Miami the the quarterback phenom bowl as I'm gonna start naming it now. Um, I honestly am gonna try to change see if I can change my VPN on my phone to watch this game. Um, <clears throat> what, what time does the game kick off? It's a one o'clock, right? It's a four. Um, this may have actually oh, yeah, been a one o'clock. Game. We made a point about this. Yeah, it's four o'clock. That's why I took the Chargers because they won't have to deal with the whole playing at 10 o'clock in the morning like, you know, most East Coast teams, West Coast teams do. <clears throat> That's why I made my pick. I said they have more weapons. There's more weapons in San Diego than there are in Miami. The defense, I trust San Diego's defense somewhat more than Miami's. I don't know. Miami's defense is so inconsistent. But Kevin's going to say it's two a time. I'm not. I'm just going to say, but Miami has a better quarterback. Mm-mm. Nope. Herbert train, baby. I'm driving that shit. So, hey, I brought it up last night. And it, you know, revisit it a little bit right now. But I feel like the Miami defense might be better than the San Diego defense. And that's what's going to actually lead to a, uh, to a Dolphins win in this game. I, okay. I, feel, I feel as if the Dolphins defense is going to be able to stop Herbert better than the Chargers defense is going to be able to stop Tua. I will bet the opposite. 
let's let's look at the uh, Pat, defensive rankings more on this. You say we're betting Macklemore on this? I don't think we can. A six pack of Miller. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll Venmo you the uh, seven fifty. <laughs> How about next time I come up, we'll just buy one of us will buy each of the other one. That works. Yeah, we're just gonna go with that one. We're gonna see you as the better defense. I'm still looking for one of these teams. Dol- All right, so this is fantasy we're going by, but. Dolphins have the 14th ranked defense. Where the hell are the Chargers? Probably like 17th. Did I? Chargers have the 12th ranked defense in fantasy for this week. <clears throat> Let's look at defensive efficiency ratings. Miles <laughs> uh, well, Gaskin is out this week, so there goes there's go there goes part of that offense, but. I'm still sticking with they're what I see. They're going to have to rely on the passing game, so let's see how well Tua does without a running game. Chargers are at 16. Miami's at 14 in defensive efficiency. They will see, because the game is in Miami. That's mm. true. They The Miami away bench is in the sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's wrong. Get the cat on camera. <laughs> Honestly, though, I'm still taking the same Los Angeles Chargers regardless. So, Ingram, right, go. It's been, what, two, three years? And Jared still wants to call them the San Diego Chargers. <laughs> they screw the city over. I don't want to hear. I also hate the city of Los Angeles. So, I'm just jealous that they have two football teams. They should have moved the Raiders to Los Angeles and the Rams. They should have kept the Chargers to San Diego because that fan base loves them. That fan, that stadium was filled up every freaking one. That was a, always a big crowd. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Las, I feel like I feel like Las Vegas is in the stadium in Las Vegas. Oh my god, that is like it's not as good as SoFi, but um, the the stadium it's a in Vegas nice is. Stadium, though. Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's it's kind of it looks like intimidating and terrifying to just so, see like the black of- seats. Corner booth tri- trip to Vegas to go see a Raiders game and just go gamble at the casino next year? It's Is that we'll on take the, the table? We'll take Pat and the intern as long as they're over 21. You guys <laughs> can do that. I don't gamble. I no, don't Pat, Kevin, Kevin will just be our D. Kevin will just be like, hey, dummy, don't bet on 21. Jared bets on 21, gets it. No, I'll just tell you, like, once you guys spend a certain amount of money, I'll just tell you to stop if I'm not trashed by then. Oh no no no! I'm I'm like really stingy about gambling. Like I'm weird with money. So like, if I feel myself losing, I'm like, oh nope, done. Let's say I start with a hundred dollars. If mm-hmm. I go up one fifty and then go back down to a hundred, I go I'm done. That's it. I I like the way I was last time with the casino was 2018 no 2019 my birthday, and my boy's like, yo, you gamble? I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna hit the slots for a little bit while waiting for this blackjack table to open up. So after 30 bucks in the slot. I got up to 35, and I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go higher. I got to 50. I was like, yeah, I'm going to keep going. And then I dropped down to zero. I was like, fuck. <clears throat> my, uh, my gambling is scratch tickets. I'll, I'll get like a $5 scratch ticket. That's about Atta it. Boy. <laughs> That's Atta it. Boy. That's New England as shit right there. <laughs> yeah, go to the old packy, pick up a pack of smokes, a six-pack, and some, uh, some scratchies. Oh, yeah. I mean, Pat, you're still what? Like? 31 day, 20 something days clean now uh yeah today is uh 32 days 32 days makes up a month uh today's the one month anniversary since i smoked a cigarette congrats buddy i pre- um, we're proud of you thank you uh yeah my lungs feel a lot better so uh to anyone thinking about quitting smoking just nike it and nike please sponsor this podcast there you go uh, oh my god are you kidding me i'd be so for that now <laughs> um all right last game for the nfl uh, Bills and Cardinals. Uh, so the battle of teams with mobile quarterbacks with cannon arms. Um, what are you guys thinking on this one? You guys both – we all took Bills, obviously, but is there any argument for the Cardinals? Kyler Murray. <laughs> uh, Kyler Murray and Larry Fitzgerald doesn't drop anything. True. Kyler uh, Murray just putting the I team mean, on his back. <clears throat> And the problem is the the Cardinals defense is so bipolar. One week they're lights out, next week and they're awful. So yeah, if they had Chandler Jones, I think this would be a different story, but they don't. So fair enough. All right, 
Uh, our gimmies, Kevin took Cincinnati over um, who are they playing right now, Kev, uh, Pat? <clears throat> I'm sorry. Uh, what was the question? Who is Cincinnati playing right now? They're playing. Yeah, ECU. Uh, East Carolina. Yeah. All right. So they're currently yeah. winning right now. Pat took Army over Tulane. I took Marshall over. God, I don't even know who the hell they're playing. Um, Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. There you go. <clears throat> so there you go. Uh, that those were our game. Those were our six pack picks. Um, next up on the docket, um, MLB awards were announced uh, this week. So uh, MVPs, obviously Jose Abreu from the White Sox and Freddie Freeman, aka Buzz from Home Alone from the uh, Atlanta Braves. Um, Cy Youngs were Trevor, Trevor Bauer, Bauer and Shea Bieber, which I mean, honestly makes sense. He was like so dominant in Cleveland this year. <clears throat> you know what? Honestly, manager of the year were Kevin Cash <laughs> and Don Mattingly for the Marlins, which honestly both are very well deserving. Uh, Kyle Lewis from the Mariners and Devin Williams from the Brewers. Only one run around a lot. It's impressive. Um, but yeah, no. Any 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 gripes with the Rookie of the Year MVP or Cy Young? No. Um, I mean Mookie Betts hasn't won an MVP with the Dodgers. He's basically trash. After uh, after one season, what a hot take. Kevin's just a bitter Ship him out for, like, a poor franchise, like the Red Sox or something. Like, Jesus. <laughs> Bring him home. You're paying him all that money to not win an MVP? Couldn't be my team. Oh, God. Kevin's Kevin's that bitter ex-girlfriend right now. <laughs> hey, he's, he deserves it. <clears throat> Guys, I'm not bitter. I'm just sad. Just call Nashville Police Department. Jesus Christ, he hits at it again. I mean, NL MVP, oh, I mean, oh, God. I mean, I would – Manny Machado, Mookie. Why the hell was a Fernando Tatis in this mix? Uh, I'm not sure. it. Because I would have taken Tatis over freaking Machado. Might just think he's young, hasn't paid his dues. That could be uh, a stupid, voting's the worst. Two seventy seven batting average isn't great. I know, but like uh, the guy literally was the reason. What are you talking about? What happened? Tatis was fourth in MVP voting. Oh, okay. Who finished third? The Machado. Okay, they didn't show on the graphic. I'm sorry, that's you my You just bad. mentioned that like I was Tatis not the he is. I know, but four, he wasn't in the top three. That's why I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, Freeman, Betts, Machado, Tatis, and Juan Soto round out the top five. I mean, it's not, I mean, this also this MLB season was so weird, though. I just can't wait for a full 162 next year. And I never thought I'd say that, but, like... Fingers crossed. This, this season felt so weird. Yeah, I mean, oh, Freddie Freeman deserved it though. It's not like they just picked. It's not like Blake Snell winning the the Cy Young over Chris Sale a couple years ago. That was stupid. I, I will say though about this MLB season, I felt like this was the most baseball I have watched in a while, and maybe it's Fast. because it was like the first like sport that really came back, and you know, it kind of got me a little bit more back into baseball than I was like you know last season. But it it was. It was refreshing. I I think it shows baseball needs to shorten their season. 162 games is unnecessary. Yeah. If you have a shorter season, more people will watch individual games. Okay, I'm totally in favor of, like, maybe, like, 140 game or 132, 22 or something like that. Just, like, 144 before they extended it to 162. Yeah, go back to what it was in, like, the 50s or whatever when it was, like, 144. Like, at least, like... Make it like something like like semi legit where it's like okay this is, <clears throat> I don't know, this shit's crazy to me. I, I, I 
all those stats like, oh, but like, who's going to catch Barry Bonds and, and Hank Aaron? I'm like, guys, just have them play. They're going to have less mileage in the tires. They don't have to pay the extra 34 games. Yeah. Yeah, go back to uh, – I think they could get away with going back to 1884 and playing 112 games. I'd say 120 is a good a good number. All right, so you like, want to go back to 1886 when they paid, played 126. There you I go. Mean, 1886. Here we go. Golden I age, feel, gilded age. I feel like three games a week from like each team, you know, somewhere in that neighborhood. I'd like say four. Yeah, one I mean, every just, one every other day. One every yeah. other day. It's not a problem. Like, so it you want to know how many games that would be? How much? 80. Ooh. Baseball season is supposed to be 26 and a half weeks. 26 and a half, all right. So maybe a couple back-to-backs, but, like, I feel like they could get away with a 120. That'd be great. Yeah, it'd be so much better than... So, yeah, so for those who don't know, started 1876 with 70. 1877 went to 60. 79, 84, 83, 98. 84 went up to 112. 86, 126. 88 went up to 140, 82 went to 154, 83 down to 132, 90, that's 92, 93, my bad, 92, 154, 93, 132, 98, 154, 1900, 150, 140, 1904, 154, 1919, 140, 1920, 154. They really couldn't decide between 140 or 154 in 1922, and then they've had minor changes, but it's been the same. They've had minor changes, but it's been the same. Yeah. I think it's a good range to figure that out. You do not need to be double hockey and basketball. Fair enough. All right. A uh, little golf news. Uh, me and Pat's uh, po- uh, player we're pulling for in the Masters. Tiger's only three back right now as of uh, today. So a uh, little Masters update there. Who's in the lead, by the way? Uh, <clears throat> I-, I know one of the people in the lead. Justin Thomas. Yeah, Justin Thomas tied for the lead. Let's see who he's tied with. It's weird having the Masters at, like, in November. It's so odd. So, who the hell is this? Abraham Answer out of Mexico. Uh, Cameron Smith out of Australia. Justin Thomas out of America, or more specifically, the University of Alabama. And just and Dustin Johnson out of America are all tied for first, minus nine. Wow. Then tied for now fifth. I'm assuming his name's Hideki. Yep, Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, I'm pulling this right now. John Rahm. Patrick Cantlay. And Im Sung Jae are all minus eight. That's tied for fifth. And then I'm just going to go with initials now. CT Pen, L. Ustuzian. Uh, D. Willett, T. Fleetwood, J. Rose are all minus seven. And that's tied mm-hmm. for ninth. Tiger is tied for 22nd with a minus four. I think, what, what was it, last week when I came on the show? Yeah, I said, not really, like, you know, I'm terrible at golf. Uh, I hate watching golf. But, man, I like to see Tiger Woods succeed. Just, you know, uh, for the, I think Jared phrased it as, like, the Michael Jordan effect. But, hey, Tiger Woods can just crush it. It's fine by me. Oh, I'm down for that, too. <clears throat> and that was uh, yesterday, Pat. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was not yesterday. We did not talk about the Masters yesterday. Tuesday? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Maybe it was Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, he was. We had a full week of Pat. <laughs> the dates yeah. just start blending together. Hey, we're in... Jared, we might have a guest lineup for next Tuesday, so we might just go all in on the local high school. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Hey, giving back to the community. Oh, Jesus. All right, yeah. Pat, of course, a permanent stay in our a weekend edition. We've actually cracked the hour mark just now. So that's great. Um, well, we have one more topic. We do. Yes, we did not talk about Matthew Nagy. Ooh. Yeah. In the move is far too late. It should have happened last year at some point. Matt Nagy has given up play calling to offensive coordinator Bill Lazar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they should go back to Mitch Trubisky. Mitch, uh, Sundays are for kissing titties, Trubisky. And see what he can do with the new play calling. Because I, I as much as I don't like Trubisky, I feel like Nagy's play calling might have been the issue. I'm, I mean, what I'm really looking at right now, the Bears, the problem is is that I, I think this will help. I think there will still be a legitimate team that possibly gets a last like a last slot playoff contender kind of season that they're going to have. But the problem is I just it, it's still going to be the same playbook. It's still going to be the same personnel. It's limited. The personnel is not the issue. The playbook is a running back position. Yeah, it's not great, but in, what if their play calling is just better? Like, I, I think that could be so fine. They win another two. They win an extra two games because of play calling. Yeah, that would might impact seeding heavily. Nine, so they go nine and seven instead of seven and nine. I'm, I mean, I'm just interested to see if it makes a difference going into next season, regardless, you know, if they they even make the playoffs this year. But uh, as far as do you start? Uh, Trubisky over Nick? I I don't I don't think so. I think you you let a uh, big dick Nick take it for a little while, and if he flounders out, yeah, you the switch. Only uh, you switch reason back. Reason I would be I I think they should look back into switching to Mitch, because if Nick Foles isn't your future, Mitch Trubisky is young enough. He still might be your future. You have to see what he can do with competent play calling before going into this year's draft. Cause this year has some good quarterbacks in it. Yeah, but do the do the Bears really have a good shot for um for like an early first round pick? Probably mid level. Somewhere between thirteen and eighteen. Yeah, so let's say Mac Jones is still on the board, uh Zach Wilson falls. It, there are options. Josh, we Mac Jones loving here. We are a Mac Jones podcast. Yes, we are. So I I think it's worth seeing what Mitch can do. Fair enough. All right. Kev, you got anything weird for me? I don't actually today. Oh, you know what? Honestly, my last call is pretty simple today. Um, Ladies and gentlemen. So let's keep this smooth jazz. All right, last call, quick. Um, uh, on sound off last night, I or Wednesday night, I talked about us saluting our veterans. So one of them, of course, right here in front of us right now, Mr. Pat Donahue. Um, just you know, it's a night. You know, they do so much for our country. They do so much for you know protecting our freedom and everything else in between the sacrifice they give up. So just one last salute to them, at least for the veterans day veterans week whatever so thank you to pat my boys mike my boss oh boss mike my buddy austin my old co-workers if i'm peter and everyone else if i miss any of you i'm sorry thank you for your service thank you for what you do for this country and we really appreciate everything you do off and on duty so that about wraps it up today folks uh collide sunday one o'clock belly up sports is the name kev anything else you want to add for that uh, yeah, again, you didn't mention Kevin Wilson, who writes for Belly. Kevin Wilson, I'm sorry. I know our coworker. I'm sorry. What was like uh, also, too? you mentioned Sound Off. Uh, go check it out. Belly Up Sports on YouTube. The new episode's up. We talk about Miami being a disgusting trash hole. We talk about planting bricks of cocaine. And we thank the veterans. God bless America. Wildly also, different also topics. Yeah. That's that's over an hour episode. We are not relating veterans to any of the prior two points. As wow, what a what a way to end it. 
As Ryan McCarthy of No Credentials Required and Around for the Weekend described it when I gave that description in the podcast chat, he said, this sounds like a bad, a dark episode of the (laughs) A-Team. And Ryan, who's been around for the original A-Team, would know this definitely. (laughs) So yeah, go check out Sound Off. I worked moderately hard to edit it. At least he's honest about how he worked hard for it. Exactly. Well, after exporting it, I noticed some mistakes I made, and I was like, I already exported it. I'm not waiting another hour for this to export. Facts. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that, of course, is our first edition of Podcast and Chill. Mr. Kitty makes an appearance. Um, In a camera they can't see. (laughs) That's true. All right. So that wraps it up for, for Pat, Kevin, and myself. We wish you guys a happy weekend, watch some football, and drive safely. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.